from the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Monday, August 3rd, 2020. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Ohio lawmakers are facing calls to repeal a $1 billion nuclear plant bailout that's now entangled in a state bribery scandal. ONN's Dave James reports. The bigger question is whether they're willing to find a new way to prop up Ohio's financially strapped nuclear plants or abandon the idea altogether. Governor Mike DeWine wants the legislature to repeal the bailout and replace it. He says he still believes the plants are an important part of the state's energy future. But some lawmakers say they don't want to reward what federal prosecutors say was an illegal scheme behind the plant's financial rescue. Dave James, I went in news. Ohio's prisons agency says more than 20 death row inmates have tested positive for COVID-19 in an outbreak flaring up in just the past week. Joellen Smith is a spokeswoman for the Ohio Department of Rehabilitation and Correction. She confirmed the first case on July 24th, but on Friday told the Associated Press the number had reached 23. Smith says 13 of those were tested based on symptoms and 10 were tested as part of contact tracing and were asymptomatic when tested. Smith says medical staff are monitoring the inmates who are being quarantined and isolated under DRC coronavirus policy. Health officials in Ohio say the number of new cases in the state declined slightly over the weekend. Tracy Townsend has the latest. The Ohio Department of Health reported 916 newly confirmed cases of COVID-19 in Ohio yesterday. Another 127 people were hospitalized. 3,261 people have died from the virus. But 67,319 people have, in fact, recovered. Our positivity rate in Ohio is down. It's about 5.8% of people who are tested have COVID-19. I'm Tracy Townsend. Health experts say the U.S. is in a new phase in the fight against COVID-19. Brittany Bailey reports. On CNN's State of the Union, White House COVID-19 Task Force member Dr. Deborah Burks stressed that Americans need to follow health recommendations, warning of a resurgence of the virus in states in the Midwest, including here in Ohio. We are in a new phase, and that's why I really wanted to make it clear to the American people. It's why we started putting out governor reports directly to the health officials and the governors in every single state because we could see that each thing had to be tailored. So each state has a tailored set of recommendations based on what we're seeing at the community level, what we're seeing relevant to the hospitals. And each of these responses have to be dramatically tailored. I'm Brittany Bailey. Many districts in the Columbus area have decided to start the school year with all virtual learning, including Grandview Heights. Laura Borchers has more. There is a twist in Grandview, though, something we're not seeing in many schools. Office hours for students and parents to meet with teachers in person. That means teachers are going to be in the buildings and available for that intervention at the end and beginning of the online school day. The superintendent talks about the opportunities this is going to present, and school board members also have voiced their concerns concerns. They understand this is a big decision. I'm Laura Borchers. And over the weekend, a couple of school districts in suburban Cleveland announced how classes will begin in the fall. Maureen Kyle has the details. Parma City Schools say students will learn remotely for the first nine weeks of class, saying that the decision was influenced by the Cuyahoga County Board of Health recommendations. Last week, they recommended that all schools start the year virtually without sports. And Westlake City School District says they are also following the Cuyahoga County Board of Education recommendation, opening schools virtually for the upcoming school year. They will also suspend sports and extracurricular activities. I'm Maureen Kyle. 
With many kids learning from home this fall, lots of adjustments will have to take place. Pete Scalia talked with a pediatric psychologist in Columbus. Dr. Michael Flores with Nationwide Children's Hospital says that schedule is really important and so is regulating their screen time. As long as it's educationally focused, there's really not that negative effect from the screen time. Dr. Flores says when it comes to homeschooling, it's important to make sure kids take a break. In the traditional school setting, you have recess, you have lunch, you have these built-in times. Kids still need about 60 minutes of activity per day. And so if that's built into the system, kids can still get that. I'm Pete Scalia. The owner of a sports bar in suburban Columbus says a new order restricting alcohol sales late at night will really hurt his business. Owen and Stephanie Stanovich has more. Frank Profeta is part owner of Nasty Sports Bar and Restaurant in Hilliard. They're running into the same concerns as many other bar and restaurant owners are, having to stop selling alcohol after 10 o'clock. The emergency rule is in effect for 120 days or until further notice by the Liquor Control Commission. Profeta says that'll go into Monday night football. It did more than just shut us down at 10 o'clock, in my opinion. Really, it just got people to a point of almost afraid to go back outside again. You know, we're just not sure how long it's going to last. I'm Stephanie Stanovich. And an Ohio amusement park is being recognized as one of the best in the U.S. for several different reasons. ONN's Eric Brown explains. When it comes to amusement parks as a whole, Cedar Point and Sandusky earned the number two spot in USA Today's annual 10 Best Fan Poll for 2020, second only to Silver Dollar City in Branson, Missouri. Cedar Point's Steel Vengeance has also been ranked as the best roller coaster in America, courtesy of the 10 Best list. Meanwhile, Cedar Point's Hotel Breakers is ranked second for Best Amusement Park Hotel, with only Universal's Aventura Hotel in Orlando coming in in the top spot. Eric Brown, ONN News. Special thanks to our affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus and WKYC-TV in Cleveland for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.